When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 212 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Lisa Rouse. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks. Thank you, Lisa. (laughs) Today, we will be discussing the first half of Chapter 5 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, An Excess of Phlegm. (laughs) So make sure that's, that's, yeah, that was great. <laughs> so make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to hack your way through the detail. <laughs> I didn't even read that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Katie enjoyed it. No one else did. All right. And before we begin, let's go to Mixed Mouse News for some weekly profit news. It's been a minute. And that's. <laughs> That hasn't been said in a while. <gasps> no, that's your weekly profit. Oh, makes oh, me sad. Oh, that is a sad tweet. Gosh, no, it's it's whatever, Debbie. It just makes me sad. I know it makes me sad too. So there was a fire in Edinburgh on the George the Fourth Bridge, or I don't know if it I don't know if it started on the bridge or in a business near the bridge, but if anybody doesn't know the cafe elephant house is right next to the bridge which is actually like right behind the Balmoral which is the hotel that the author wrote the final Harry Potter book at and the elephant house is the cafe that the author wrote the first two books at um one of the cafes at least it's yeah. She went to more than one. But this one is, like, very iconic, very known. They embrace the fact that, like, it is known that Harry Potter was written there. Um, they have information about the books, like, all over the cafe. Well, there was a huge fire, and 
the damage to the inside of the cafe was really extensive. So, like, yeah. originally when this story broke, they said that there was only smoke and some water damage to the cafe. But then they then they posted a video of the damage and it looks a lot worse than smoke and water damage. Yeah. Like, Or it's just like very very extreme smoke and water damage i don't know what the difference is but it looks bad i don't know all the yeah, windows are blown out like the whole front of the cafe is basically like leveled i mean i wouldn't think smoke damage would level something which makes me believe that there was definitely some fire in here as well there are parts of the walls that are just like completely gone um it's really bad like, so yeah. I don't and I, I think that what is so sad is that they had been closed for so long, obviously, because of COVID. They were open. They were closed. They were open. They were closed. They were finally getting back into the swing of things. And now this happened. And I don't know if they like I don't know if they have the funds to because like this could be major structural damage to these buildings, which would affect not. So, like, where the Elephant House Cafe is, it's, like, um, it's, like, a strip of, like, multiple things. So, it's not, like, a standalone building. So, like, if there's structural damage within this big building, like, all of these things could just, like, have a lot of work that need to be done to them before people can be in mm -hmm. them again. And I don't, we don't know exact details on, like, the extent of the damage or, like, if it's going to be able to be fixed or whatever, but... I'm so grateful that I got to go there mm -hmm. before this yeah. happened. I cuz I don't know if it's going to open back up again. So I'm sure it will. I hope Hopefully. so. I hope so. Hopefully. It, Hopefully so, they had good um insurance that can help them out with, you know, getting started again. Yeah. The owner of the cafe did this this article was edited since i read it last so it says we thought yesterday that we would just have to deal with smoke and water damage but have been allowed a quick look inside today and i can see that is not the case and in fact there's a lot of fire damage too to say i'm devastated is an understatement i think it will take months to rebuild but it's hard to say so that's promising i guess that it does sound like he wants to take the initiative to rebuild um yeah I think that we'll be able to salvage a lot of the elephants as the main cabinet is still intact, which holds them. So, like, basically they get their name because they have all of these elephant objects and art okay. and paintings. And, like, they even some of the chairs at the tables are, like, these beautifully engraved wooden elephant chairs. Like, they're gorgeous. Um, and there's just elephants all over the cafe. Um, it says, everyone has suffered over the last two years, and we've been having a half-decent festival, even although we were running at 50%, so to have suffered this fire is terrible. But this fire happened on the 24th of August. Um, it says a total of 12 appliances and two height vehicles were mobilized to the area, where more than 60 firefighters worked to tackle the fire, which affected a number of properties. So, they had a great drinks they had really good food their food was so fantastic it needs to come back i yeah. just really Hopefully liked it that like, it wasn't it was more than just like you know Harry you Potter go cafe. well that but like it was more than just like a namesake of it like they actually like were it was a really right. nice business yeah, they like had good food yeah. they had good drinks their coffee was good their yeah. 
it was cool to like have a full experience of like i went there and it was delicious <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's cool because they still had just like like they had merch and stuff for the cafe and it was focused on like the elephant house and then they also had some stuff that was like the birthplace of harry potter even though Mm-hmm. They can't really claim that just because it was born in a lot of cafes in Edinburgh, not right. just the Elephant House Cafe, but like that is a prominent one that um, that she wrote at. So, but yeah. Anyway, that makes me sad. So hopefully they rebuild and hopefully it opens back up and all is well and that they can get back on their feet, especially after the last two years that all small businesses have had. <laughs> so, yeah. Kendra said, I'm sorry, go ahead, Tiff. No, I was just going to say, if she's going to end this section, she should end it by going. (laughs) (laughs) Kendra said that she was going to say, pour one out for the cafe, but that sounds too final. So I'm going to say, cheers to the cafe and a hopeful future to the elephant house. Yes. All right. So make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then they might too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. If you would like to send your Potter story to us or any questions and concerns, you can do so by sending it to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Well done. Well said. Thank you. Go do those things, listeners. We'll do them now. <laughs> then come back go, and listen. Go do those things. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. It's time for the ro 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 recap. <laughs> it's a phlegm. Ooh. <laughs> I appreciate that, Tiff. That was hilarious. I'm just trying to tie it all together and make mm-hmm. it make sense. Mm-hmm. Should we just like blow our noses no, the was... whole time? Yeah, it was. I would vomit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last time we had another fun, like, guest episode. We had a fun crossover with Grace from Alohomora. Shout out to Kat, who was supposed to be with us as well, but could not. Um, We reminisced about Half Blood Prince, and when it was first released, we talked about our predictions. We talked about internet chat rooms. Oh, Oh my gosh. The good old days. Dude, those chat rooms. I love it. Right. I know. I would do like once we're done with all like book material, I would just go into those chat rooms, just read them directly and laugh about it because they're hilarious. And have some great like um like Hagrid maybe being the half blood prince. Like that was a great guess. Like, yeah, like really good guesses as to like what's going to happen if you like go back in time and look i wonder if like there's is there a way to look at all this <laughs> i want to go read them yeah some of them are archived that's awesome yeah for yeah. sure oh are you done with your <laughs> <name>? <laughs> 
Are you finished so not, I can talk now? I didn't do chat rooms, so I have nothing to input on that. I don't do chat rooms. I didn't. Um, so Harry's dropped off at the Weasleys. Tonks is there, but leaves shortly after they arrive. Um, he finds out that Arthur has gotten promoted. Woo-hoo-hoo. And he's due home at any time. Fred and George are now living in the flat above their shop, so after Harry eats some soup, he goes to sleep in their room. Ron and Hermione wake him up the next day, and Ginny joins in, seemingly annoyed at a female. Hmm. At her. Uh-oh. Me her. We're gonna talk about some controversial things. Uh-oh. <laughs> Just kidding. So Harry you- and... No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Harry and my main man, Dumbly get to a familiar door at the burrow and it's surrounded by old Wellington boots and rusty cauldrons. Harry can hear the sleeping chickens in the shed. And I said that this is peaceful. This is home. And what's a Wellington boot? You ask. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Tiffany, what is a Wellington boot? It's a welly. It's a type of boot. <laughs> No, it's originally a type of leather boot. Um, It's adapted from a Hessian boot, which is a type of military riding boot. They were worn and popularized by Arthur Wesley, the first Duke of Wellington. I thought that's interesting. They're basically just rain boots. Well-y. That's like what they They're like in style now. though. Yeah. <laughs> like those like cool. rubbery water boots. Like mm-hmm. in England they call those wellies. Yeah, go to Target. They got wellies. Yeah, they do. And so wellies. this type this type of boot became a staple of practical footwear for the British aristocracy and middle class in the early nineteenth century. And you know, now they're made of rubber. I Originally made of leather. Just as cheap and gets the job done. So Dumbledore then knocks three times. Oh, where's my bell? Where is it? Oh, I get it. I get water. it. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got it now. <laughs> and there's someone still awake. Remember, this is like too late to be coming over to people's houses, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> Who is there? To- who is there? Declare yourself. And so Dumbledore announces himself and Molly lets him in. And she's startled because she wasn't expecting him until morning like a normal person would be. Yes. So seeing as I have read further into this chapter, I know how persistent Arthur is about asking the security questions. I am surprised right. Dumbledore wasn't yeah. here. Especially, and why Molly didn't think to ask, because she wasn't expecting him. Hence why you should ask to make sure it's Dumbledore. I agree Maybe they don't have a question like Molly Wobbles. But also, it, earlier in another chapter, Dumbledore was asking Harry about the ministry stuff. And he's like, oh, did you find them helpful? I think he thinks they're just Bob Shorts. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. I think this particular one is a good idea. Right. Yeah, but, but like true. people can lie. You know what I mean? Like, how do you know, how do they not know that like under duress, whatever the question was, like they got it out of the person. You know what I mean? So like, I think that's something that Dumbledore's like they could figure that out. Especially like say someone that's good at occlumency mm-hmm. or legitimacy, they they could go in your mind and find exactly what they're looking for. Or what if you're polyjuiced you. and it's the person's voice? And anybody who wants to get in there, 
I think would blast down the door anyway. Yeah. Maybe it would buy you like a second of time. Maybe. Maybe a second was all <laughs> Lily would have needed to protect Vincent. Oh. Whoa, whoa. She had she a lot gave, of seconds. She gave her. James gave her a lot of seconds. James gave her that, but he also, Voldemort didn't get, go in there like just Avada Kedavra. He told her to step aside, so she had the choice. James didn't she, have yeah, those seconds. Yeah, but she didn't have the choice to save her son. That's what I mean. He didn't give her the choice to be like, don't kill Harry. Yeah. I'm a sad pod today. I'm yeah. just saying. God, change your name. Seconds Gibra. mean everything. Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So Dumbledore tells them that they were lucky. Is that Felix coming into play a little mm-hmm. early? A little Easter egg? Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> anyway, Slughorn was easier to be persuaded than he thought. And Molly. And Tonks, who is also there, kind of act like they knew about this whole plan with Slughorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one seems surprised. I bet you the whole order knew. Because the, I'm sure that the order at least knew that Slughorn was important to the cause. Maybe not specifics as to why, but that right. he was important I, yeah. to the cause. So... They're both in the order. So, yeah, it would make sense that they know. Yeah. If Molly wasn't expecting them until morning, where were Dumbledore and Harry going to spend the night at Slughorn? Well, Harry's going to like hang out and chill. Dumbledore said that Harry was very persuasive very quickly. I know, but like, were they going to like just. Maybe they just weren't going to leave until Slughorn said yes. (laughs) Just keep talking to him all night. It's an all night. Oh, you know, I'm getting really tired. Can I borrow that guest bedroom? You're really good That's at conjuring there. up armchairs. Could you conjure up a couch? <laughs> Hanging out in the Wiz Palace for way too long. Could you draw up a bed? Aww. Anyways. With a pencil. <laughs> Harry was a little surprised due to the lateness of the hour that Tonks was still there. And the author describes Tonks in this moment very opposite of what we have seen previously. So, quote, pale, heart-shaped face, mousy brown hair. And as we know, um, Tonks's hair color closely matches to how she's feeling. And upon closer inspection, Harry thinks that she might actually look a little ill. And there's something forced in her smile. And that makes me really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's hurting so bad that her outward appearance changes. Yeah. She's going through a lot. I know. It's sad. And I believe, like, I think we learned this later on. Doesn't she, like, not really have much control over her appearance? Her morphing anymore? Yeah, because she's just, like, that down in the dumps about it. Mm. Sad. Makes me sad. You also have to remember, like, (laughs) <laughs> she's also probably upset because he himself just lost one of his best mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. So like, that's also weighing Hunter regardless of like their relationship. Yeah. 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 Well, so it's tough to see someone that you cousin. love be hurting. And yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all sad. So, just a yeah. lot of sadness. <laughs> it's a lot of sadness. It gets sadder too. <laughs> <laughs> um, she abruptly makes to leave quote. Thanks for your tea and sympathy, Molly. 
And, you know, we know that she's in love with Lupin. And he's Molly aboard. is? Yes. Whoa. So we now know that she is in love with Lupin and he's avoiding this because of his own self-loading lo- <laughs> and loathing <laughs> and being a werewolf. And he's also underground doing um, some werewolf spy stuff for the order. I love the way you say wolf. I know. Do I say it weird? Yes, werewolf. you say it southern. Wolf? You say wolf instead of wolf. So do werewolf. I, Tiff. It's okay. Werewolf. 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 Oh, I do say it. I you say do. it like a child would. Werewolf. A lot of I've heard a lot of Southern people say it like that. Werewolf. Like a wolf. Werewolf. Wolf. Saying I don't wolf like that. L is just weird. I've, it's I've too much. I've always said it the same way as you, Tiff. It's so funny. Just embrace it. It's fine. You guys are cute. <laughs> werewolf. Werewolf. Got it. Werewolf. Okay. <laughs> Quote, please don't leave on my account, said Dumbledore um, courteously. I cannot stay. I have urgent matters to discuss with Rufus Scrudgemere. <laughs> Scripture. <laughs> and I can't remember. What are the matters? Is it school security? That's what I assumed. They're secret lovers. Ooh, I like this. Maybe. I don't know. They had a quarrel. Rufus Not and to be Albus. confused <gasps> with the other quarrel. So Tonks tells him that she is ready to leave anyways, and she doesn't meet Dumbledore's eyes when she says this. Molly tries to get her to come to dinner the upcoming weekend, and she declines and then bids (laughs) them a good night. I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so she hurries past Dumbledore and Harry and is into the yard and gone. And then Dumbledore also bids them a good night. And Mrs. Weasley is finally able to get a closer look at Harry. And of course, she comments on how much he has grown. Quote, you're like Ron, she sighed, looking at him up and down. Both of you look as though you've had stretching jinxes put on you. I swear Ron's grown four inches since I last bought him school robes. Are you hungry, Harry? And I'm kind of surprised I didn't catch this when I was writing my notes, but he didn't have hand-me-down robes then. The last time she bought him robes. I think it's <gasps> wait because usually he gets hand-me-down stuff oh I was gonna say did he get new robes because he's he became prefect but I think he but they got don't know yet. he, he got, got a broom. broom oh yeah they do never yes. mind this is half blood prince <laughs> yeah he Sometimes got a broom. I still think we're on order too I know like, what's wrong with me <laughs> yeah Harry realizes how hungry he is and Mrs. Weasley the loving person that she is she goes to make something for him to eat and Harry sits down. There's a furry ginger cat with a squashed face that jumps into his knees and settles there purring. It has been a minute since we've talked about Crookshanks. I feel like Crookshanks has been pretty absent. And the book I was reading at the time, which I was telling everybody the wrong title. So I apologize <laughs> if you follow my Instagram said I was reading a discovery of witches that is false I did not read that book I read uh something about a history history of witches witches. a secret history of witches see Megan knows and I don't even know that's so but in that book that I was reading they talked a lot about familiars and I would like to discuss so as we know um Crookshanks is a half Neasel 
who she purchased from the Magical Menagerie and Diagon Alley in 1993. And the name Crookshanks seems to refer to the cat's bandy legs from crook, meaning a bend, and shank, a term for a lower part of the legs. It's likely to be derived from the Scottish surname Crookshanks, which is pronounced exactly the same way. Oh, look, I got it. So George Crookshanks was a well-known British illustrator in the 1800s and illustrated Charles Dickens' novel Oliver Twist. And the first um, of the famous orphan novels, that's in quotes, that influenced um, the Harry Potter author as she came up with the character for Harry Potter. So I thought that that was interesting. And so talking about familiars in Western demonology, a small animal or an imp kept as a witch's attendant given to her by the devil or inherited from another witch. The familiar was a low ranking demon that assumed any animal shape, such as a toad, dog, insect, or black cat. Sometimes the familiar was described as a grotesque creature of fantasy. Um, so in the book that I was reading, A Secret History of Witches, all of the witches had um, a familiar. Like one was a cat, one was a horse, one was a dog, one was a fox. And I, they were so sweet in that book. And I really, really liked that. I love the idea of familiars. So I think do in I. Maybe the worst witch. They all get cat familiars. <laughs> I called Megan. Oh my god! I need Teddy to watch that like movie. Oh, I'm Especially sure we Halloween will. time. I'm sure we will. I've never even heard of that movie. So, tell me where I can watch it. Probably YouTube, <laughs> but I'll find it. Okay. It's got. Um, oh my god! Why am I blanking? Is What's it, the name of that guy? Is it from Who's the '90s? It? Oh. <gasps> he's also in he's Home Alone. In Home Alone. Mm. Oh, Tim Curry. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love so Tim Curry. Like, him just this that, movie but... is kind of love the movie that you pull that, like... Home Alone for Tim Curry and not uh, blanking now. Are you talking oh. about the one where he's yes. the alien? No. Well, not he, but the yes, he is. I'm not talking about that though. Oh. What am I talking about, Discord? I don't know what else he's in. <laughs> yes. I, he is so funny. Okay. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Thank you. Well, I've actually never seen it. He's an alien. He's an alien in that? I'm fine. They're from another planet. I don't remember a whole lot besides the good parts. Anyways. <laughs> uh, so everyone else is in bed, you know, like you would expect in the wee hours of the morning. Quote, she tapped the pot again. It rose into the air, flew toward Harry, and tipped over. Mrs. Weasley slid a bowl neatly beneath it, just in time to catch the stream of thick, steaming onion soup. Bread, dear? Thanks, Mrs. Weasley. She waved her wand over her shoulder, a loaf of bread and a knife soaring gracefully onto the table. As the loaf sliced itself and the soup pot dropped back onto the stove, Mrs. Weasley sat down opposite him. And I said, I really want to live in this scene because it seems even though it's late of hour it just seems very uh cozy i can taste that soup i can like feel the moment so as i was doing my notes um i came to this soup part and i texted sarah and i was like sarah i need you to make me soup 
So I did pull a recipe, and it is from BBC Good Food, and it is called British Onion Soup. I'll make it for you when it's not 80 degrees. Boiling hot. Yeah, Yeah. hot as 80s. Okay. So prep is 30 minutes. Cook time is an hour and 15. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Well, yeah, when you're the one not doing it. I will be relaxing while this is being made. So you need some butter, an onion, golden caster sugar. I don't know what that is. A few sprigs of fresh thyme, some bay leaves, some cider, vegetable or chicken stock. It's up to you. Four thick slices from a ground. A this is gr- for the top that goes on top. Of a it. round country loaf. Some cheese, some parsley. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. It sounds like uh, kind of like uh, French onion a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's another. I know in the unofficial like cookbook, there's a creamy onion soup. I, I would, think that's how I pictured it. it. Was creamy. Yeah, same. I didn't say onion. Did I say onion? I was like, where's the onion? Onion. Is it one kilogram? Oh, I, I don't know what that means. We're going to have to convert some stuff. But honestly, like if you look at the picture of it, holy moly, it looks delightful. I will put it in discord. I've made French onion soup from scratch before, and it's a long mm-hmm. process, but it is so worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never had it homemade, but onions really long. I usually when I go out like that's usually the soup that I will pick is uh, French Same. onion soup. I like Same. French onion. I like uh, chicken tortilla soup mm, chicken tortilla one. soup is really good i hated french onion this first time i had it because i didn't know what i was like young i was like what is a soggy piece of bread doing yeah so <laughs> i actually my my uh waitress job that i had a long time ago the person who i was waiting tables with it was like after we were closed and there was still some soup left so sh- so we were sitting as like a staff She's like, you got to try the French onion soup. She's like, it's a little weird at first, but I promise you, you're going to like it. And I also thought that the sogginess was weird. And then I was like, in so love. It's so but then good. you just focus on the cheese and how delicious it is. <laughs> it's so hard to eat, like, politely. <laughs> I think my favorite soup might be that roasted bro- or roasted cauliflower soup. That's probably yeah. my favorite soup. I love soup. Yeah, I love soup probably too. Probably one of my favorite things to eat. Soup is so good. Soup like is good food. Yes. Mmm. Noodle soup. Potato I mean soup. soup. Yes. Tim Curry was Nigel Thornberry. Yeah. I didn't know that. I did not know that either. I love Smashing. Italian wedding soup. It's amazing. I love the thornberries, <laughs> man. All right. Shall I go on? Y'all. Yeah. Green so, it up, baby. What? Green it up. Thanks. Uh, so Molly looks at Harry and says, so you persuaded Horace Slughorn to take the job. Harry's mouth is just like full of burning hot soup. So all he does is nod at her. And she then goes on to explain that he taught Arthur and her at Hogwarts. And he was there for ages and started around the same time as Dumbledore. So I looked up the timeline ish on this. We think that Dumbledore started at Hogwarts as a teacher for Transfiguration in 1927. But Molly and Arthur were there in the 60s. So I don't know. How old is he? (laughs) Well, so here's the thing that I'm wondering, though, because if you look 
let me hold on i pulled up the year i think that he becomes headmaster in the 50s dumbledore yeah my man is dumbledore head because i wonder if this timeline got a little bit wonky because of fantastic beasts Mm. wibbly wobbly Okay, so I believe that he became headmaster in the mid-60s. No. Mid-50s. I think it's the mid-50s. Well, who denies him? Who denies, um, what's his face? Voldemort being coming a teacher. Dumbledore. Dip, Dip it does first and then Dumbledore does. So yeah, they both do. Yeah. Double denial. Get out of here, Tom. We don't want you here. <laughs> so Suck I don't. So I guess I'm not. I think that he becomes headmaster in the 50s. So I wonder if like the whole. Well, he started as a teacher in the 20s. I don't know if uh, Slughorn started in the 20s or if he started in the 50s. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm not really sure about that timeline. But we know that he taught Molly and Arthur, which is cool. Um, so she asked Harry, did you like him? And he just kind of shrugged and gave a noncommittal quote jerk of his head. And he, cause he, his mouth is full of bread cause he is eating this soup. So he's not, he has not said a word yet. Cause he's just like inhaling this delicious onion soup. So she nods and goes on and just says he can be charming when he wants to be, but Arthur's never liked him much. The ministry is littered with Slughorn's old favorites. He was always giving leg ups, but he never had much time for Arthur. Didn't seem to think he was enough of a high flyer. And this is when we learn of Arthur's promotion. Um, Harry could tell that Molly had been dying to get to this part of what she was saying, like the whole time she was talking. Um, and he just says, that's great. And she then continues on and says, Rufus Scrudgemere has set up (laughs) several (laughs) new offices in response to the present situation. So Arthur is head of the Department for the Detection and Confiscation of Counterfeit Defensive Spells and Protective Objects. That is... A a <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Um, and Harry asks what this is, and she explains. And I did find a link about it in the wiki, which I think probably just says exactly what Molly does, but let's see. So its primary task was to confiscate fake protective spells and charmed objects. So, for example, cursed sneakoscopes which Molly says that they believe came from directly from a Death Eater. Fake protective potions, for example, one where it was literally just gravy with boobo tuber pus in it. You said it wrong. Boobar tuber pus. <laughs> um, in another case, a metal that turned the user orange. So, like, you just never knew people's intentions with these objects. Like, were they truly created to be helpful or were they created to be harmful? And that was, like, the job of this department to figure that out and confiscate the ones who were created for darker purposes. And then also, like, people who are just creating fake stuff to make money because people are panicking. So, they'll. it reminds me very much of, like, in the beginning of COVID, whenever, like, 
masks that weren't truly up to standard and stuff were like being sold on the market and they yes. weren't actually protecting you because they weren't made correctly, et cetera, et cetera. So like on a more like real level, that is kind of like the equivalent to this in real time life. Really good comparison, Maggie. Um, Don't do that. That's BS. Don't make, try to make a quick buck. Not right. Yes. Uh, and buck. then Molly says that most of the, or there's one perpetrator that we know of, and this would be Mundungus Fletcher, who Boo. Molly says has not worked an honest day in his life. Um, so yeah, that is what Arthur's head of. So she, she then said, this is my little side eye comment towards Molly for today, but she says, I tell him it's just silly to miss dealing with spark plugs and toasters and all the rest of that muggle rubbish. Mm. It's what brings Arthur joy. Yeah. Like I so like I love this new I love this new office and like what it does and I'm happy that Arthur is head of it, but like also it's okay that he misses those things because that's what brings him joy. So I agree. Yeah. It's just like the side comment. Like was that necessary? Just like let your husband enjoy those things. He's doing the position that makes him more money. But that doesn't mean that he is not going to miss dealing with the things that he loves dealing you take, with. You gotta take time for yourself, too. Like, if he wants to mess with his mm -hmm. stuff in his little shed. Right. Yeah. So, Harry then asks if Mr. Weasley is still at work. And she says that he is. He's a tiny bit late. He's usually home around midnight. And she looks at the Weasley clock. And it looks as if she is just taking the top part of the clock around with her everywhere that she goes um because it's her way of making sure everybody is okay even though literally all of their names are pointing towards mortal peril right now but at least they're right. not like gone or right you know yeah so that's her way of just like knowing everybody is where they're s supposed to be and i and I would assume as well that this is her way of keeping track of Percy, too, because she literally has no contact with him. So it's like how she makes Hopes. sure that he's doing OK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so his arm on the clock moves to traveling away from mortal peril. So then that is how she knows that he's coming. And sure enough, there's a knock on the door a moment later. And Mrs. Weasley jumps to hurry up and press her face against the wood and says, Arthur, is that you? And his voice sounds weary when he responds, yes, but I would say that even if I were a Death Eater, dear. Ask me the question. <laughs> She's like frustrated and goes, oh, honestly. And he pushes and she says, all right, all right. What is your dearest ambition? And he says to find out how airplanes stay up. And um, also fun fact i looked it up because i was like do we know how airplanes stay up and we don't we just like i don't what? i hate that oh what? isn't it weird that. so like they just say that it's the lift but they don't really understand what causes the lift to keep airplanes up <gasps> i'm so I like don't like that nobody knows <laughs> i don't like that i don't like that i don't isn't like that, that at so all. weird 
It says, on a strictly reason. mathematical level, engineers know how to design planes that will stay aloft, but <sighs> equations don't explain why aerodynamic lift occurs. <gasps> it's magic. <laughs> it's magic. However, I don't know why are... bees fly. <laughs> I'm telling you. There's like... Really? There's no way to explain... Yeah. Because their bodies <gasps> are huge and their wings are little. I don't know. Why can bees fly? There's two competing theories that illuminate the forces and factors of lift, but both are incomplete explanations. And aerodynamicists have recently tried to close the gaps in understanding, but still no consensus exists. I hate this. I hate it here. I mean, this article is really old. Or actually, no, it isn't. It says February 1st, 2020. So, never mind. Sorry. We've learned nothing. That's you still Crazy. don't know. I just thought that was so funny. I was like, man, I bet you Arthur is so happy in the age of, like, Google. But we still don't know. He still doesn't even know the answer. He sits down. To this day. He probably <laughs> is so excited to, like, sit down at a computer and be like, I can ask this machine anything and it'll give me the answer. And it won't. You no. think he used Ask Jeeves? Totally used Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Do you remember that oh little guy? Oh my gosh. Throw it back. Are we talking about Clippy one day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clippy. <laughs> uh. All right. Can I yellow it up? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So Mrs. Weasley gets her answer, right? She goes to let him in, but she can't open the door because Mr. Weasley is still holding it shut. And he's like, Molly, I've got to ask you a question first. And she said, Arthur, really? This is just silly. And he says, <laughs> it's because she knows what the question is. <laughs> right. And Harry's sitting yeah, right she's there. embarrassed. <laughs> but he goes on to say, what do you like me to call you when we're alone together? <laughs> this part, like, I think I laughed out loud the first time. It's Same. still funny to me. So Harry can see Mrs. Weasley goes bright red. He starts getting red. So he starts, like, eating as loudly as he can, like, clattering his spoon in the bowl, like, trying to, you know, like, oh my God. something I would do. And uh, she says... <laughs> very mortified and then mr weasley goes correct and comes inside um and she's like i don't know why we have to bother with this every single time you come home a death eater could have forced the answer out of you before impersonating you and he says he doesn't disagree but he says it's ministry procedure and he has to set an example uh megan and katie yes what the What's what's your answer? Hold on, I gotta think about that. <laughs> for what our question would be? No, for for well, for Arthur's question specifically. Oh, what's your Katie, Molly wobbles? I call Katie <gasps> Skatey. I call Meg. You go. You go or Maggie. I call yeah. her Maggie, but I'll call her Bear. I don't even know why. Yeah. Yep. You're so cute. It makes me want to vomit. What about you, <laughs> Tiffany? Marty. Tiff. That's all she said. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff. Tiffany. He doesn't have pet names for me. Martanius Omelie. Martanius. <laughs> Marty. Martin. Martin Joseph. Mart. What are these nicknames? Those are just very, you know what I mean? Those are like, things that I just will scream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martanius Omelie is probably my favorite. That's hilarious. 
Oh, where was I? Oh. So then he notices Harry at the table. I wonder if he was ever like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have asked that question. It's too late now. Um, and they shake hands. And I really genuinely love how every time Mr. Weasley greets Harry, he's like just genuinely excited to see him. He's happy to see him, wants to know how yeah. he is. It's just a sweet guy. Yeah, it's very like a good fatherly figure for him. Um, so Mr. Mrs. Weasley gets him a bowl of soup too. And then we learn all about his night. It's been a tough one. Someone was selling. Yes, Tiffany. What time is it? It's after it's one. Be like one more. Yeah. It's Goodness. late. Um, what's Tonks doing coming over there so late? <laughs> well, she, <laughs> oh, she may have, I'm, I'm but sure she that, may have been there for yeah, a while. Yeah, there was like a meeting, and she just stayed, and Molly was waiting up for Arthur anyway. <laughs> and then you got to talking. Yeah. True. All right. Mystery solved. Um, someone is selling something called metamorph metals, which is kind of funny because we just saw Tonks. We know she's a metamorphagus. Just kind of like fits nice. Oh, yeah. Um, you're supposed to put them around your neck and they're supposed to change your appearance at will. A hundred thousand disguises all for ten galleons. Oh, I thought you were going to say galleons. I thought they were a hundred thousand galleons and I was going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, God. Even the Malfoys would have to sell their peacocks to afford one of those. Oh, my God. Um, but all they really do is turn you an unpleasant orange color and some people even sprouted tentacle warts all over their bodies and had to be taken to St. Muggo's for my ladies and my lords Uh, Mrs. Weasley says it sounds like the sort of thing the twins would do are you sure it's not them and Mrs. Weasley says of course I'm sure they wouldn't do something like that now not when people are desperate for protection um, at first, I thought this was a little sting towards the twins again, but later on, she does go on to say that she's like, she does think they're doing a good job. Um, but I do like to see Ms. Mr. Weasley being like so confident, like, yeah, they're big time jokesters and they they push, but they wouldn't do that now. Not that sort of thing. Also, they're actually creating things that are super useful and like, like the that the ministry powder? is buying from them and Ooh, stuff. Yeah. Remember, like, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly yeah. what items I have on the shelf. Looks like a little walking bomb. Oh, <laughs> a decoy detonator. Yeah, I cannot remember what it was a walking bomb. <laughs> Those I mean, walk anyway. They do. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a bomb without eyes. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> How about that? Oh my god! So Harry tries to hide a yawn, and Mrs. Weasley catches it, of course, because she's a mom, and that's what moms do. And she's like, "All right, bed. I've got Fred and George's room ready for you." And we find out that they aren't staying at the borough anymore; they're actually staying over their flat over the joke shop because they're so busy, which is awesome for them. And Molly says, I must say, I didn't approve at first, but they do seem to have a bit of flair, a bit of a flair for business. That's nice coming from her that she can at least say, hey, maybe I was wrong. Um, So Harry Mm -hmm. sees Mrs. Weasley glance at that clock again. Everyone's back at mortal peril, which is terrifying, but at least everyone's alive. And fun little side fact. At least everyone's alive. (laughs) Fred and George's room still smells a little bit like gunpowder. And it's currently being used as a temporary warehouse, which is like so fitting because I feel like everyone still has a box of something at their parents' house. You know what I mean? So it's like 
honestly ma dag can i still use our old room to keep all our other extra joke stuff that you don't even 100 mm -hmm. approve of anyway i think i'll every time i go home my mom tries house. to like fill my car up and i'm mm -hmm. like i don't I don't want this poster I made for like fifth grade science. <laughs> Why do you have this? <laughs> Quite literally tried to give me a poster I made in school. And I was like, That's no, cute. mom. I don't you know why? <laughs> because she would feel too guilty if she got rid of it. So she, so she wants to give it to you. True. She like, you throw it away. Right. It's now your responsibility. <sighs> Uh, so Hedwig's hanging out in their room and so she sees Harry and she's like peace out dude I'm gonna go eat you got to eat now it's my turn <laughs> so Harry says <clears throat> goodnight to Molly he gets in his little PJs and then he gets into bed and he finds a puking pastel in the pillowcase which is cute and makes him smile and then he falls asleep because homeboy's tired and it seems like what seconds later he gets woken up? Has it ever happened to you where you like fall asleep and you actually sleep for hours and you don't like? It feels like it time feels like wake two seconds. Up, I'd wake up and be like, I don't believe I slept all night. Yeah. Um, do you ever nod off and like feel like you're falling? You ever do that? Yeah. Oh all my gosh! Yeah. All the time. It's it's like terrifying. Yeah. I did it the one day in bed, and I must have been scrolling <laughs> because I felt like in my sleep i was like i was dropping my phone but i was like dropping it from like a huge height instead of like <laughs> right. this much off my bed um and i remember going <clears throat> and i like pushed a bunch of buttons i also accidentally um liked a tweet in my <laughs> sleep scrolling so i had to go back and be like did i like that <laughs> so unlike <laughs> oh my god so it seems like seconds later he gets woken up by someone loudly opening the door and they're opening the curtains and he doesn't realize yet that it's Ron that's talking to him, but like it is Ron. So he like kind of smacks him upside the head and he's like, we didn't know you were here. What the heck? So then Harry gets his glasses on and he can see it's Harry grinning down at him. His eyes must be that bad if he can't see his friend in his room. And I have terrible eyes, but I'd at least be able to realize that who is who. Um, <laughs> but whatever, Harry. Your eyesight is really awful. Um, so they exchange pleasantries. He's telling him he got in around one. Um, Ron asks how the muggles were, how they treated him. And he says, same as usual. They don't really talk to me much, but I like it better that way. Then he talks to Hermione. He asks her how she's been. And he's like noticing that she keeps like looking at him like weird. Um, and he kind of has a sense that like she wants to talk about like serious and he doesn't. So he changes the subject. Basically, he's like, oh, let's talk about food. Um, asking them about like oh have you guys already had breakfast and they're like don't worry molly's gonna bring us stuff up well you up not us and so then ron asks him oh like what have you been up to and he's basically like they know that he's been out with dumbledore so they like want to know what they did and um he's like oh we just it was just to talk to horace slughorn trying to get him to come back to teach at hogwarts <clears throat> and it seems like the way that they're acting like hermione and ron that there's something like Mm -hmm. else they thought that they were going to be like talking oh. about or like that he was going to be with Dumbledore about and then Ron like goes to say something and Hermione like has him like not say anything so it seems that like Hermione and Ron like want to say something to him but um they like kind of change the subject and they're like yeah like we figured that's what you guys are talking about like Dumbledore trying to find and securing like a teacher basically 
And so trying to deflect like what she's feeling, Hermione, is what I'm gathering from this section. She asks about Slughorn and like, does he seem like a good teacher? And Harry responds with, well, who could be worse than Umbridge? <laughs> and I mean, like, truly, though. So like then in comes Ginny and she clearly is very annoyed with someone and she's like, I know someone that's worse than Umbridge. And whoever she's talking about is driving her mad. And then Hermione's like, well, what did they do now? Ginny's like, oh, it's just the way that she talks to me. And she's like, she treats me like I'm three, blah, blah, blah. And then Hermione agrees, saying that the woman is so full of herself. So Harry thinks that they're talking about Molly. And he's like, shocked. He's like, I cannot believe that they would like talk about her like this. Like, oh, my gosh. That's like kind of just rude. Um, and then Ron steps in and he is not pleased. He angrily is like, you guys just need to lay off or whatever. And then Ginny responds and saying, Oh, that's right. Defender. We all know that you can't get enough of her. And then Harry's like, Ooh. this is not where this conversation Ooh. with I thought was going. Cause like, that's not how I feel like he's not how he would feel. Ron would respond to like his, like or Ginny would say that about his mom. So they're like, who's like, who, who are they talking about? Uh, and he gets his answer because he asks, and that person walks in the door, but that's for next episode. So. <gasps> Who is it? I don't remember. Is it you? Actually, Iggy? I do remember. Lightning bolt round? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I was not ready. I was not prepared. All right. <laughs> that's okay. First question comes from Vinny. What would be the equivalent of Molly Wobbles for Harry and Ginny and Hermione and Ron? Like their couple pairing. Oh, God. Okay, well, let's do one at a time. I feel like Ginny would Harry? be Ginnykins. I don't know why. It just like rolls up. Ginners. Gin, gin. I was going to say Gin, gin. Um, uh harry how do you um, pet name harry like harry is already she would literally short. probably mockingly call him the chosen one. Oh, yes. right. uh, uh, yeah Which the boy who lived <laughs> what if she's like yeah but i married him he's the man who lived oh god <laughs> well that's something that's weird <laughs> I didn't say it was going to be... It didn't have to be anything normal. In a lot of fan fiction, Ron calls Hermione Miney. I like that a lot. I think Miney? Miney. My knees. Do you think... These are knees. These are wonderful knees. <laughs> they bend. I think that that's probably... <laughs> Are you missing? You're missing Sasa's worship song. God. Libby said hair bear. Hair bear. There are people that call me Sarah Bear. Oh, that's cute. Sarah Bear. I call you a sauce monster. (laughs) What would Hermione call Ron? What was the question? (laughs) What would be the equivalent of Molly Wobbles? For Harry and Ron and Ron. For Harry and and no wait which one which one are we on we're on ron and hermione right yeah yeah okay hermione would probably mockingly say Juan Juan, probably just because she could do that yeah not get mad i feel like she calls him ronald 
Like that's Ronald. that's a pet name. Ronald. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of any others. Ginger Newt. I think we're good. Ginger <laughs> Newt. Ginger <laughs> Newt. <laughs> Um, next question comes from Blake Gray. Do we think Tonks's lack of eye contact with Dumble is her blaming him for the state that Lupin is in? Death of Sirius and Lupin rumbling around with werewolves. Oh. It very well could be. I never really thought um, of that. I don't think so, in my opinion. You think she was just kind of I think it ashamed? was that she's... She, yeah of being like weak quote unquote like i know that i like how i feel about crying in front of people and being upset Mm. around other people that like i would want for others not to see it so that's what or is it something to do with legilimens does she not want him to see that she's in love with lupin Mm, maybe not that Dumbledore would like willy nilly just like break into people's minds. You know what I mean? I feel like he's not that kind of a guy. If he doesn't have, like that seems trivial. You know what I mean? Like I feel like Dumbledore would do it if he needed some info. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't think know. that I he would do totally, that to Tonks. I could totally see Tonks putting some blame on him. I mean, he doesn't, I, I like, it's hard because. It's hard because we're reading these books through Harry's perspective, obviously. So, like, I don't know what Dumbledore knows right now. You know, like, none of us do. Like, does he know that Tonks and Lupin are getting closer? Does he know that? I mean, obviously, I could see out of all of those things. So, like, him, you know, Blake asked, is it because she blames Dumbledore for the state that Lupin is in? rumbling around with werewolves i don't know about that because that comes with being part of the order but i could definitely see her pinpointing some of the blame of sirius's death on dumbledore and i think that she would have every right to be upset about that i mean just like harry harry took a lot of the blame himself but i think that I think that Tonks is someone who probably she needs like she needs answers for those kinds of things and like to put blame somewhere. I don't know, but this also could just because I've read a lot of fan fiction about Tonks. (laughs) So like I feel like she needs that, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess just roundabout way of saying I could see her blaming Dumbledore to some extent for Sirius's <laughs> death, at least. But I don't know about Lupin rumbling around with were- werewolves like that just comes with. Being it was so universe. long winded for a short. <laughs> you like I wasn't sure how to say it. Rock but... around the bush. I recognize that tree. Gilmore Girls reference. Also, one more pet name. Libby said, Ron, Ron, the bonbon. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Was, like, what I was trying to say make sense? Yeah. I'm nodding, but yes. You were working through it. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Are you feeling self-conf? Nope, that's not. 
I was gonna say self confident. No, it's <laughs> self conscious. No, it's just because yes. like I didn't think about the answer until I started talking because like it's a lightning bolt question, you know. So then I was like, I'm saying the same thing five different ways, but yeah, you get me. Maybe <laughs> I got you. Maybe she's embarrassed for some reason. Like maybe she it was yeah. out in some way somehow, and she like. I mean, I think Dumbledore would be on the side of all more the the more love the better, and maybe <sighs> she just doesn't want to deal with it. She just wants to leave. She's ready to go. I think it's hard because she, without, um, she without Iggy is being so bad right now. Yeah. Okay. What's he doing? He just keeps like chewing. I don't even know what he's chewing. Is that the onions? <laughs> I don't even know. Okay. I think that it's hard for Tonks because she has no choice in the fact that her emotions are literally just out there for anybody to see because of her appearance and like that she has to be really self-conscious about that at times I would think so like she can't really hide the fact that she's so upset right now because she literally doesn't have any control over how she looks Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. she probably is also just doesn't want to be questioned by Dumbledore like I know that he was like don't leave on my account but she's just thinking like god I just don't want to answer any questions even if he just like in passing asks me something I just want I just want to be gone. Like, I don't want to talk about it because it's clear that I'm upset about something. And that's hard whenever you are wearing your emotions on your sleeve and you have no choice about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Iggy is being so bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just chewing plastic. Because he wants, he's trying to get my attention because he wants to be fed and it's not even time. Does anybody have anything else they want to add to that? Nope. Next question. Okay. Carolyn <laughs> asks, what would your familiar be if it couldn't be a cat or a dog? <sighs> oh. Mm. Probably a, a bird otter. because I think they're so funny. Like birds are hilarious. You ever watch a bird run? It's so yes. comical. They're like this. I'm really sorry to say this, but I really hate birds. <laughs> They're who's, dinosaurs. Who's They're literal. They are literal dinosaurs. <laughs> I like cardinals and owls, but that's about it. Those are birds. Owls are the worst. <laughs> you need to read the rise and fall of dinosaurs, and then you'll appreciate birds more. I actually downloaded it. So <laughs> I did download. I really it. like the narrator. His voice was enjoyable. I think that mine would be a river otter freaking otters man they're so cute i know we were at the natural history museum in cleveland a couple of weeks ago and otters have such a high metabolism that they have to eat like a ton throughout the day and Mm -hmm. so to not have them be like super bored they put um the little fish that they feed them and like toys so they have them in these like little balls and this little slides and these rafts and stuff and they like hide them on the rocks and they like make it a game where they have to go and find them that's cute. It's really cute. it's really cute and the whole tank is like they have like steps that you can sit on so like if i was standing i'm five foot tall the the water comes up to like my face and then like goes down so it's like under under you a little bit so you can see right into the water and you can watch them like twirl when they swim and stuff and it's really 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 cool to watch them feed i 
love otters. Except I think I actually have to change my answer after all that. Oh, good lord. Because I forgot what? about foxes. Mine would be a fox. <laughs> foxes are cute. Mine would be. What other animal do I love? Yeah, they took cats away okay. from you. Is that a dog? No, it's a wolf. A, a, right, a, a wolf. A wolf. <laughs> a wolf. I don't have an answer, so. No answer. You want to have an animal? No animal. No. I don't have one now, so. What do you mean? Like a pet? A rabbit. Yeah. Oh. doesn't have to be a pet. It could just be what would be your familiar. Your favorite animal. Just like a what tiger. animal do you want to no. see at the zoo if you go to a zoo? <laughs> You're asking a person that doesn't like going to the zoo. <laughs> All right. You are, your familiar is a muskrat. Sure. There it is. Work. All right. Next question is from Sam Gartley. What food would you want Molly to give you if you were Harry showing up late at the borough? I mean, like, I would take that onion soup, I want please. soup and bread. Yeah. <laughs> it's late. Yeah. So it's not that's too heavy. literally what I want. Soup and bread. Whatever she wants to give me. I'm sure it'd be delicious. I think anything she makes is probably really, really good. Truth. Katie. <laughs> not me. Kayaktil. I always, like, I'm scared that I'm saying that wrong. So then sometimes I just say Katie whenever I pick your question. <laughs> so anyway, can you eat this late at night or does it make you not sleep well? What? Like, like 1, 1 a.m. Can you eat late at night or can you not sleep oh, because of it? Just in general? Just I don't know. General. I haven't been I haven't been up that late in a really long time. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I can't answer that either. I can't remember the last time I was up that late. Or eating that late either. Yeah. I Maybe was it was in college, but last night. Um <laughs> I know. I we were up late last night. I try I to why. not eat super late, but like sometimes I just like if you're hungry, you're hungry. Like I'll just eat yeah. like a graham cracker or something just to like make my stomach not feel grumbly if it is at that time of night. But a if I have cracker. to eat something I mean, like, I'll eat it if I'm starving. First, like, yeah. I was going all day without eating, but I don't like to. I think that it would do worse things for me if I went to sleep starving than yeah. if I just ate something and yeah. calmed my stomach down, you know? Yeah. Um, next question is from Libby, and this is kind of morbid, but what, ha what do you think happens to the clock hand when a family member dies? I wonder if there's a spot on I don't the know. clock. Is it? Does it say like no longer with the living? Does or maybe it, it disappears. Beyond. Is there a picture of the clock? Like, can you see like all of them, or is it too like blurred out? I know I'm that sure Nina Lena sells something. a print, so I'm sure that. Oh well, then you can probably zoom in. Yeah, does it say something nice? That like, was your favorite part of the New York store for all of you, right? You said the Mina Lima part? Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. I don't remember you showing me this one. Maybe Were they out of it? They didn't have it. There isn't anything. It just says mortal peril, Quidditch, lost, garden. prison, dentist, Ooh. home, school, garden, work, <laughs> forest, holidays. <gasps> bed and tailor why does it say dentist if they don't even know what dentists are the 
according to the maybe that's movie. dead dead tist <laughs> dead t- <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, uh, you ain't getting any debtor. Back to work. Uh, I, I think it probably it. falls off. That's it. Yeah, the the, the hand falls off. Well, maybe it does, like, you know when your clock is broken, so it just doesn't move. So, like, maybe it just spins to the bottom and then you just take it off. Yeah. Because, honestly, like, what do you need it for? There was, like, a fan, whatever, that was, like, um, Fred's spoon or whatever his little thing falls off and then are George they spoons because they look like they spoons. look like spoons yeah. on the internet because i was looking at that and i almost said spoon instead of hand and i was like well. um but they so then george just took to wearing it around his neck oh that's a sad tweet do we have any more i think that that is all for tonight okay did anybody get bingo I don't think so. Any bingo? Iggy, oh, you did not get bingo. Your cat is so meowy. I know. <laughs> Call him Guys, Sir Meowington the Third. Shut it. Congratulations. Four forty. Gryffindor in second though with three thirty. I'm happy for you, snakes. Good job. Go, snakes. Way to You're go. great. Great job. Congratulations, Slytherins. I have the real <laughs> excitement over here for you. <laughs> that was great. First yeah, is the worst. Go. Second is the best. <laughs> Pop, sweet. You were really down there. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. What even happened? Man. Well, that's okay. Well done, Slytherin. Point gap. Well done. Well done, Slytherin. Well done. (laughs) However. (laughs) (laughs) This week's fan story comes from Eileen. And this is a fresh one. August 2021. Nice. What? My dear, does not say my dear. It just says, dear Tiffany, Megan. (laughs) My dear, dearest. I think the next line says my name is. So I just like, my brain put the my way up higher. Hello, my name is Eileen and I'm finally caught up with the podcast. I started listening this March and have been binging episodes for months. I listen while I clean the house, make dinner and go on long car rides. I feel like I've gotten to know you all pretty well, even though we've never met. And I decided that when I finally caught up to the present, I would send in my Harry Potter stories so you could know me a little. I'm a Ravenclaw with strong Hufflepuff leanings. My Mm -hmm. wand is vine wood with a unicorn hair core, 11 inches and unyielding flexibility. My Patronus is a fox. What does a fox say? That's (laughs) what Eileen said, not me. I'm a little sad to say that I don't really remember how and when I first got into the into the world of Harry Potter. I'm not even sure if I read the books or watched the movies first, but I love them both. Although when I discovered the Jim Dale narrated audiobooks, they tipped the scale for the books. I oh, love, yeah. I love, love, love Jim Dale. Me too, mm-hmm. girl. Me too. Yes. One of the earliest memories I have of reading Harry Potter is the fourth book mysteriously showing up at my front door in a plastic bag, though I later found out <laughs> my grandma had purchased it for me when it was released. That's so cute. She bought me a lot of books when I was a kid. I also remember staying up all night reading Deathly Hollows when it was first when it was released and finishing the book at 3 a.m. Like many listeners, I drifted away from the Harry Potter from Harry Potter for a few years, although I was 
always pretty faithful to the audiobooks, which I used to play on repeat because they were comforting and familiar. But then I took some children's literature classes in college, and they rekindled my love for young adult fiction and fantasy, and especially Harry Potter. There's just something about children's lit that is extra magical, and it is my goal to one day be a children's lit author. That's awesome. I've been trying to get into podcasts for years, but I could never find one that I really connected with. Then I came across Swish and Flick and my recommended list on Spotify. I joined after you became exclusive with Spotify. And the rest was history. It took me a few episodes to be able to differentiate your voices, but I love listening to your Ohio accents because I have family in <laughs> Cleveland. Hey! Ah. I know this experience is not unique, but I just want to reiterate what's been said a thousand times already. It is so amazing how you all drew this community around you and worked hard to make everyone feel accepted and loved. I feel like we're friends already but i really hope i'll get the chance to meet you in person and go show over harry potter with you tiffany i love hearing about your life updates including the video games you're currently playing usually my husband is playing the same ones it's <laughs> so inspiring to hear your passion as a teacher and i love when you get on your soapbox about raising and teaching children Aww, thank megan, you. megan i'm so impressed that you followed your dream and built a business around something you're passionate about i've never been to disney but i hope to go someday i also love hearing your sorry not sorry attitude because I think everyone ought to hold their own, hold on to their own convictions as strongly as you do, even when it's about polydactyl cats. Yes. I can't help it when I'm right. <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> oh, Katie, I know people have said this to you before, but it's been amazing listening to you blossom throughout the life of the podcast. I may be sorted into Ravenclaw, but I'm a Hufflepuff at heart, and I'm a Libra. So I really connect with your ability to see both sides of an argument and your desire to keep peace. Keep being you, girl. We all love you for it. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. And Sarah, you are probably the most fun and sassy podcast host I've ever listened to. You're just <laughs> so funny and bright and real that listening to you really makes my day. And as a Ravenclaw, I love hearing about your book updates. I've picked up several of the books you've talked about on the podcast, and my TBR list is also <laughs> quite long. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying them. Mine is also very long. So how long is long? I probably 20 bucks plus that I haven't read. Wow. That's a lot of literature. Thank you for all the hard work and care that you put into this podcast. I'm honestly a little sad that I won't be able to binge episodes anymore, but I'm also excited to be caught up in real time with the podcast. There's so much more that I want to say, but I'll wrap up for now. See you guys soon. Eileen PS. And I will put this in the doc because I forgot to. I've attached a photo of some quality felines performing in their 2021 Olympic event of synchronized napping. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say their names wrong. Left is Taiga, female, and right is Ryuji. Those are male. so cute. The names are so cute. PPS, because my name is so uncommon in this day and age, I always do a double take when you guys mention Eileen Prince on the podcast. That chapter uh, of Half-Blood Half -Blood would be very fun for me. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Oh. <laughs> I love it. That was a feel-good story, it and it made me happy, and I just really super appreciate it. I'm also dropping in the quality felines. My fellow hosts can see them. Oh, cute! They're so stinking cute. Oh my gosh, they match. I know. <laughs> They're like perfect opposites of each other. <sighs> so thank you, Eileen, for sharing your story and for all your sweet and kind words. Yeah, thank and you. A smile. Mm. Who wants a joke to keep on smiling? I do. Okay. I do. Why was Mad-Eye Moody such a bad teacher? Other than the fact that it wasn't Mad-Eye Moody. <laughs> because he can't control his pupils. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that joke before. I should have known. <sighs> Did you? Was that it? Just I have one no joke jokes. You have no there jokes. No jokes. I have no jokes. Oh my gosh. All right, make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at The Petrus Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at TiffSwish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. No. Yes, Iggy. Tiffany, what's up? You want to know up? about me? It's been a while yeah, since we talked about ourselves. I you. know. I've done some things since the last time. <laughs> Okay. Did I talk about the... I know I talked about it in this episode, but, like, I didn't read Discovery of Witches. I never read that book. <laughs> I got the titles wrong. How? I don't know. Um, But I did. So I read A Secret History of Witches, and then I... And I, uh, that one was on Audible, and then the other one on Audible that I read was called The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs by Steve Brusati. That was really, really good. Nonfiction. And then I started on Audible um, the second book in the Wheel of Time series called The Great Hunt, and that's by Robert Jordan. There is a release date for the Wheel of Time show. It's sometime in September, I believe. I thought it was November. November. I don't know. A Burr month. I enjoyed that book. It's like this fall. Um, They already got greenlit for season two. I believe they're filming that. I know they're doing at least a table read. And so if you want to get into that, I don't know. Do you know if it's going to be like all of them? I have no idea. So, but there's like, (laughs) there's like 14 books in this series and they are not small. They're huge. Like, the book on Audible is 26 hours. And the most I've read on Audible is, like, 21, 22, 23, something like that. Like, it's thick. Two Cs. Um, But, yeah, so I started that, so I'm going to read. I don't know if I'll get through all the Wheel of Time books. We'll see. But I know that, um, depending on how I feel at the end of this one, I might break them up with other books on audible yeah. november 2021 november is what it says. okay so there's that and then i'm reading in like physical a physical book that i'm reading is called witches i can't remember the author it is nonfiction, and it's just about um the salem witch trials so i did start my fall reading list and if you want to see my books that I'm going to be reading this fall. They are on Instagram and it's a saved story that I have. And I started back at work. So as of today, this is my fourth day with students. I have 20 on my roster, 19 showing. So that's good. I've got a nice, nice sized class. And what else it's hot it's hot in cleveland but sarah and i are going to a fun restaurant we're having another sibling night they're few and far between we see each other a lot but not just like 
us. Yeah. But I got, oh, here's something I could say. If we have time after our dinner, which I don't know how long it'll take, but we're going to a restaurant called The Haunted House. And after that, I bought the Haunted Mansion board game to see if we have some time to play. If we don't play it, then we can play it on another on another day where we're always together <laughs> every Sunday, pretty much. Unless Sasa works. <sighs> Sibling yeah. Sunday. I think that's, I mean, I'm sharing a lot because it's been a while since we've talked, but I'm sure there's more. Just having fun. Living life. It's the snake's turn. I have been on a reading reading binge probably since the last time we chatted about ourselves i finished the scythe trilogy which the third book actually i think was my favorite it was really good it's a good i mean i've only read the first one but it's it's a very good concept it's very interesting yeah i also read simone biles book because talking so much about her and i actually found it at like a secondhand type bookstore and it was really inexpensive and it was a very fast read um so it was very good and i'm now reading the book called boyfriend material i think by alexis hall um i haven't actually like really started it yet i just like picked it up and decided it was my next one but i (laughs) I have gotten some sort of like <laughs> mean mild case of chicken pox or something. It's like, I don't know if it's chicken pox exactly, but it's like some type of viral rash. So because of that, I was put on prednisone and I just like mm. haven't been able to focus. Just like feel really ADHD the past couple days since I've been on it. So I've been mostly just watching tv because i can't really focus on much else um Mm. i've literally picked up boyfriend materials like four different times and been like i have time to read i'm reading and then i just don't so that is the next one that i'm reading though and i have heard really good things and i'm really excited i've had this book for a while um so i'm excited to read it but i have so many I have so many books. I've <laughs> I bought so many books. <laughs> My list is so long. But I also um, I discovered this website called Book Outlet, and they had a hardcover copy of A Court of Frost and Starlight in the old cover, and I got it. I was really excited, and then I found a relatively affordable hardcover of Wings and Ruin in the old cover so now i'm on the hunt for the other two in the old hardcover version but those two are more expensive so i'm just kind of like waiting it out to see if the price goes down on them but i just i want those covers to display because they're prettier um they are really pretty unfortunately i I wonder why they changed i don't know they changed down because uh Flames does not have the same cover. Silver Flames doesn't have 
people an older on it. Version. Correct. Yeah. So they reco- they redid all of the covers before so I wonder what happened. That's weird. Mm. But I bought so when I bought the books in October or whenever, September, October, I got them all with the old covers on them. Right. But I think they were starting to sell the new ones. Mm. So I've been reading a lot, basically. And I'm going to be gearing up to make a lot of pumpkin spice lattes at work tomorrow. So. <laughs> Are you pregnant? Yes. That's all I got. What have I been up to? I've also been reading a lot. I'm on Silver Flames, so I'm almost finished so far what is out and available to me. The Ektar series. Um... I've been like wanting to do a million things at once. Like I want to read, but also play video game all at the same time. Yeah, but also watch Halloween movies. But also watch TV. But yes. also like clean. But also like I like I like, feel I like I'm all over the place. Hours to take in all this content that I want to. But like it'll even literally be like I can't make a decision. I mean I can never make a decision, but I can't make a decision between like a fun thing I want to do. I just want to do it all at one time. I need like four heads. And I also like want to go to Epcot and go to the Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, still yeah. 10k training. That's coming up. Not like soon, but soon. We are going to be coming up with some sort of fundraising yeah. thing. So keep an eye out on the Petrus family Instagram for whatever we decide we're going to do. Yeah, I got to do so. If you have any ideas, that'd be great. <laughs> um, what else? What else am I doing, Meg? I don't really know. If I did look up bird joke. <laughs> <laughs> You looked up what? Bird jokes. Bird oh jokes. When should you buy a bird? Never. When it's going cheap. Oh <laughs> my gosh, that's good. That's a good one. Terrible. Did you hear the one about the crow on the telephone pole? He wanted to make a long distance call. Ah! My God. That's dumb. I asked, here's a soup joke. I asked my mom to make me gold soup for dinner, so she added 24 carrots to my soup. <laughs> oh, that's all I got though very oh, good Sarah what's um, going on as usual I've read I don't know what where I left off yeah I don't I don't either I uh, let's see I think I talked about carry on that was good played a prisoner really good series definitely 18 and over bridge kingdom hated it literally was the dumbest book I've ever read in my entire life there's a sequel. I was glad the day after I read it, I saw it was on Kindle Unlimited, downloaded it just to read the ending of the second book to see if they ended up together. Savage. Because I was like, I'm not, I, <laughs> it was dumb. And I'm, I'm sorry if you liked it. I literally hated it. <clears throat> Everyone's like, it's so spicy. It's so spicy. No. Wasn't it there wasn't. like no spice until like the very <laughs> the end? The last 50 pages of the book. And then it like sped up too quickly. I was like, I truly hated it. I think that was the worst book I read this year. Um, feelings. <laughs> I just am sad that I wasted my time, and everyone is like, it gets a ton of raving like on the internet, and I'm like, y'all must be I lying. Wonder why? I don't know. I hated what the main character, the Bridge Kingdom. I hated the I hated the main character. I liked the guy; he was fine. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Read the Midnight Library. Really good. Loved that book. Um, jeez, what are these? All your August books? Because I felt like you were um, talking midnight, about the Midnight Library forever midnight, ago. So, Bridge Kingdom, I think I finished in um, July. Midnight, the Midnight Library, I finished in August. 
I finished the last book of the Plated Prisoner series that's out. Because um, it's it's Glint. No, it's Guild, Glint, and then Gleam. I finished Gleam in August. Then I'm annoyed because the next book is not out till like, May of next year. Mm. And I really like that series. Um, then I read another book that's very adult. Uh, that's a part of a trilogy, and I probably won't read the other ones. <laughs> just because I'm not super interested. Then I read another book that's not even on my Goodreads because I don't need people to know that I read it. Also, not good. Sasa has a secret (laughs) bookshelf where she'll... Literally... Okay. So sometimes she'll come over or I'll go over to her house and she looks at me and she's got a eating grin on her face and she goes do you want to hear about the book I'm reading or (laughs) let me tell you about the book I'm reading? And it's no matter, I usually say no. And then she does it anyway. And she literally tells me about the entire book, but in like the most Sasa way ever. Sometimes there's a lot of, and whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, because, like, some of it's, like, not important. Because, like, I even said to Jen, I was, like, realistically, I'm, like, I could write a book and, like, put it on Kindle Unlimited and, like, make some money Literally, Marty says these things. Um, I could, I could like, it, write the, these it, the, the plot on some of them is hard to see. You know what I mean? Like, almost not existent. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to write that. Anyway. But honestly, like, literally, the way that she tells me about her books, I secretly love, even though I... T- <laughs> complain the entire time but i told her i was like you literally need like a 15 minute to 20 minute podcast where you just summarize books that you're reading well i'm like the worst part is like i just they're supposed to be like serious like a lot of them are like romancy books and all i do she's not she's not serious the, the plot of some of them is ridiculous like so <laughs> The, the one that I read that's on my Goodreads is called American Queen, so it's part of a trilogy. Again, very adult, like, be 18 and up to read it. And some of that plotline is just hilarious. But you know what the funniest part? So in it, like, the main character knew this guy, and then now he's, like, the president of the United States. And the most, like fantastical part of this book is that because i'm reading it going like there's no way that him and his best friend are the president and vice president well it turns out that they won the election on a third party ticket i was like that would never happen like mm-hmm. that even like took me out of the whole novel but be wary there are some there i yeah it's a lot um which it, the book was all right I've read worse. I've read a lot better. And then I started reading, um, I read the hunt. We hunt the flames. Is that what it's called? Yeah. We hunt the flame. Really, really good. I really liked it. I'm on the second one. It's just a duology. The second one's we something with the stars. We free the stars. Um, with the stars. I'm just like struggling to read it. Cause this week has been super stressful. Um, and I was watching murder shows instead, but, um, that's not good for stress. It was very fascinating because it was talking more about like, I don't know what it was called. Something about like the morgue. So it's like more talking about like the um, like aspect of like how they look at like the bodies um, and how they can put together like the like the crime and like how they get the evidence. It's very fascinating. Um, But as always, you can give me book recommendations. But also, if you have a friend or family member, or someone that you know that works in a hospital, please be nice to them, because I guarantee you, 
that they're going through a stressful time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, just pray for them because God knows they need it. Mm-hmm. True. <sighs> and that's my life. <sighs> Very true. I'm ready for cooler weather because it's too hot. It's supposed to be in the seventies here next week. I checked. Cause I was like, when can I get Sarah to make me some soup? <laughs> when just, it cools down, I'll make soup. I just like what, like what temperature does I'll it have to be? I'll make you soup in September, maybe. It just depends. I don't like the maybe that you added. To I the end of that. have no free days ever in my life. I think, and some days I don't want to spend it making soup. soup for you. Just make me soup. So we'll I'll, see. I'll cuddle you. I, I know you that. love hugs. I don't want that. <laughs> I, I did say to Jen, we hugged at the funeral, and I was like, I we I hugged her twice. <gasps> I know. And um, it was just funny, because I was like, well, I'll hug you. I'll hug you. <laughs> you know what's so funny is that Bridget hugs me. Your mom hugs me. Matt does not hug me. I've hugged your dad once. I force you to hug me. <laughs> And I'm clinging to Marty most of the time. But, like, you and your dad are so similar. Uh, the last time I hugged Matt was the day of my grandmother's funeral, my grandma Hagen's. Um, Jen hugs, like, all of her other friends. Like, they, like, she hugs Bridget. She'll hug her and Joelle. Joelle's very touchy-feely. Yeah. Like, she hugs um, Natalie. Like, we just, the two of us just are not huggers. They just make me incredibly anxious. I like to hug people that I want to hug. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'll hug mm-hmm. you. You you hugging me is not uncomfortable. Oh, good. <laughs> like other, there's like it just I it just I don't know. Jen and I just aren't that type of person. Like, um, we just don't hug. We were talking about love languages at this retreat I went to for work because my friend Justina, who works with me, she teaches kindergarten. She gets her nails done and she has really long nails, and so I always ask for back scratches. I call them ticklebacks. It is what it is. And we got on the subject of love languages. And I was like, I always say this to people. Like, I know this sounds like dirty, but like, I like being touched. <laughs> like, I just mm-hmm. like, I like getting massages, I like holding hands. It depends like on huggings. who the person is. True. I think my, I think we did that test and my love, love language was like quality time. Yeah. I like uh, I think I had touch and then like words of affirmation or something like that. But I love my back being rubbed. Love it. Love it. Do you love it? Love it. <laughs> All right. I don't know what mine is. I don't know if I've done that. You should take the test. It's probably online somewhere. Yeah. It's probably yeah, quality I like, time. I like hugs from the people that I want to be hugged by. <laughs> yeah, I've I've noticed like if I'm spending time with like someone in that setting where I'm like, I don't like that you're on your phone and like not paying attention to me. But like even though touch is my love language, if you're a close talker, that's highly uncomfortable for me and I yes. will back up. Yes. And I'll like change my body stance to try and like I think I I think I started doing that like without really knowing what I was doing it was just like a natural reaction to kind of like do more of like an athletic stance where like one foot is a little bit more in front of you and you can kind of use that as a distance maker. But like when people are in my face, like I just 
I don't know if anybody <laughs> likes to be in someone's face. Seinfeld has someone has like, mm-hmm. has someone mm-hmm. has an episode about a close talker, right? It's a close talker. The guy who plays him is um, he's in Fast Times, and he's also Neil from Seinfeld. <laughs> and oh, a lot of it is Brad. a lot of <laughs> a lot of it is like do. Is my does my breath smell? I've probably been drinking coffee. <laughs> like yep. I need some space. Oh. More about me. Anyway, Harry Potter. <laughs> this should be for birds and dinosaurs, because birds are dinosaurs. But does it have to be for birds? Yes. Soup and yeah. How about soup? Soup and bird. Yeah, I'm oh, good for that. Bird Birds soup. and Give me soup. some chicken soup. I'll have that. <laughs> oh my god, I'm never calling it chicken soup anymore. It's bird, bird soup. soup. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany is so sad. Bird soup. Oh. R.I.P. <laughs> for birds and soup, and also dinosaurs. And that birds concludes and soup. this. No. <laughs> bird soup this is for bird soup whatever i don't care that concludes this week's episode thank you so much for listening and don't let the hobbles get you down <gasps> amazing just in my voice <laughs> I, didn't, I mean i had to go to the dentist just because like you know you're supposed to and it was 2 30 <laughs> i'm sorry what a note that threw me off Vinny, you're grounded <laughs> Get that on a meme. All right. If you are still here, thank you for staying with us. <laughs> What does Hermione say? Blah blah blah. Bit my father. Once. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Okay. Bye, Swishers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.